Welcome to Animorphs Anonymous, the podcast where we no longer talk about Animorphs because we've already done that. But we're not ready to say goodbye to Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant. Turns out they wrote more books. What? Books that we will be reading and casually discussing? You bet. Join us on the 1st and the 15th of each month as we morph into the Apple Grant Book Club. Let's get all hyped up and goofy so we can talk about the war book. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> the war book started to get into some heavy ass fucking topics. I'll tell you what. Fucking, yeah, the war book that is based on, you know, real events and attitudes of the time. And, yep. Like, you feel kind of weird making goof jokes about. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, like, we're st- like, starting to see some of like the heftier implications this time yeah Yeah, what were you gonna say there's people there's real fucking people i mean there's real people that still alive today that were in the war or directly affected by the the war absolutely Um, i mean pretty old now right 40s 30s, 40s. Yeah, for, so they, they're what like fuck? octogenarians oh, yeah. if they were born then. So like centurion, the alpha centurion. Nope, don't do that, I was Alex. Like, Damn, look at you with these words, Octo- octogenarian. Yeah, that's a real word. That's that's a fucking great word. It's a what is it called? A five cent word or something like that, or five dollar word? It's more than that. That's at least a, a ten. <laughs> It's at least a ten cent That's word a ten, right there. The ten dollar word. <laughs> the sixty nine dollar word. In uh, nineteen forty two, that is a thirty cent word, and that's a lot. <laughs> With inflation, <laughs> that is. That's a that's a good amount of uh, Tesla stock today. That's right. Or whatever. That's a that's a Bitcoin know. right there. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> Bitcoin is fake and so are NFTs. Fuck. Yep. Killing it. <laughs> Kill. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I don't know what this energy is. I don't be sorry. Um. We're we're both bringing this weird fucking energy of like we want to be goofs, and then we're like and talk about war. Talk about war and, and sexism and racism and um, what else? Uh, what else happened? Harassment. Harassment for sure. Uh, um, I mean that's that's kind of the big ones, I think. Yeah, I think this time those were those were the top abusive. top billing. Yeah. Oh yeah, abusive family relationships. There's some. Yeah. Hints of that. Fucking. Your family member being involved in crime rings. Ooh, Um, uh, the moral implications of shooting a man. Yeah. Oh, that was really, there was a lot of that. That was like a whole chapter. Uh Uh-huh. Wowza. Um, Let's see. Oh, we got our first animal. A kitten. 
a kitten, which I don't know why it's there. I'm assuming it's going to pay off later. I don't fucking know. If that cat dies, I'm going to freaking flip a table, probably. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't um, blame you. I, too, would be upset. Also, like, why does, like, a shitty character have a cat? I don't know. Maybe so we don't <laughs> bond with the cat too much. <laughs> That's a shitty cat because he belongs to a shitty man. That's right. I just like, <laughs> I love that he like just carries it around in his fucking, fucking shirt. Like, why? That's such an inconvenient way to carry around a cat. Yeah, just put it on your shoulder like a little monkey. Yeah. There's options, dude. Yeah. Options Aww, that aren't this one. Who doesn't want a kitten? <laughs> I want a kitten. Everyone wants a kitten. Yep. I don't think you can have animals in the military, so I no, I, I don't know what's so. going to happen with this cat. Nothing good, probably. <gasps> maybe maybe the cat will save his life. <gasps> Aww. And then he'll get a purple heart. Yeah. Oh, maybe the cat will kill a Nazi. <laughs> <laughs> Just like bite its jugular or something. Oh, man. Oh, it's Fluffer <laughs> McKitty. It's Fluffer. Oh, it's his ow. origin story. Oh, my God. Oh. That cat. And he's immortal because this was, you know, 50 years before the Animorphs. But he still lives on today because he's immortal. That God, the Elemis granted him immortality for killing a Nazi in World War II. He's like, you're a good cat. You get to live forever and cause havoc only good cats kill nazis that's a fact <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first oh uh, why you heard it here first i don't fucking know but you did hear it here first that is the sequel to the beloved movie all, all dogs, dogs go, go to heaven, heaven. yeah <laughs> yeah only good cats kill nazis <laughs> only good cats kill nazis uh-huh uh but yeah what did we think of this part of Frontlines? Um, I thought it was very good. Uh, I'm really getting fucking into it. I fell more in love with Rainy, mm-hmm. for sure. I'm like, I'm cheering on Rainy so hard at this point. I can't describe I, it. I fucking love Rainy. I, f- I love Rainy. I just, like, I love, like, they really started fleshing out everybody's strengths and weaknesses Mm -hmm. in in this part where it's like and rainy is just so fucking good at intelligence she's so like good it's just and like she's like i believe she's like just naturally very observant and like you know like calculating Mm -hmm. like that's not something she learned in basic training like that is just like an intricate part of her like she's so fucking good at it for sure for sure. I fully Ugh. agree with that. Like, she just has know-how somehow. Mm-hmm. She's incredible. I love her. I love her so much. Like, honestly, I like she is such a cool character. And like, I just wanna mm-hmm. I just wanna cheer her on constantly. So bad. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Gotta follow more rainy. <gasps> More rainy. More rainy. Um, I want more And then... <laughs> Sorry. And then this 
this part was like 90% Rio. Yeah. Basically. That was okay. We get one Frangie chapter. Yeah. No, I mean, it was great. I just, it was like, I was, I kept waiting for Frangie to come up. I'm like, okay, where's Frangie? What's Mm -hmm. she doing? What's she up to? (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. We didn't get much, but then we got all the letters and that was where like. (gasps) Oh my God. Right. I love the letters chapter. Me too. Me fucking too. Oh, that was so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so I know we were just saying like that what we love about Rainy is like she's so inherently good at intelligence. I love that some of her shit still got redacted by the censors. Oh, I know. Like she states up front, she's like, I have to keep this very vague because the censors are gonna, you know, like go after it. Mm-hmm. But she still got a black mark on it. So I was like, uh huh. Yeah. And that, like, that was so wild. Like, I don't know. It just, like, it made this sense of, like, they're still not there yet. Like, they're good, but they're not perfect. I don't know. Uh Uh-huh. I really liked it. Let me actually look at that one. Like, we'll go over this later, but. Disapprove of my project. Huh. I wonder what she said, actually. Yeah, I, I was trying to guess at everything. And, like. I think I got Rios, but like everybody else, I was like, ooh, I don't know. Like, there's a little oh, bit of. Oh, and doubt. like Frangie's. Yeah, Frangie's was like mostly redacted. Yes. And I, like, part of me wondered, I don't know. I have no idea how that worked back then. I, I was like, okay, are they, are they just like, is this like a racism thing? Are they just like more intense on the black recruits? Probably. Or is it because. Or is it because, like, later on in Frangie's chapter, you know, they kept saying, like, oh, hey, you're really bad at everything. Yeah. Or if that was, like, I mean, we don't know if she's actually, like, really bad at everything or if she was just, like, being yelled at by an old racist dude or, like, whatever. But, yeah, I just, I thought the, like, the differences between all their letters and how much was redacted was really interesting. Yeah, it was, I thought it was really cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Love that. Such a fucking good series. Like, I know we're only part, part, part way through it, but, like, Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying this one. Yeah. Like, you can tell Michael Grant did a ton of research, Mm -hmm. and he, like, you can tell he's really passionate about the ideas and kind of what was happening back then. And he's, like, not afraid to shy away from, like, the shitty shit that happened. Do we want to get into it? Let's get into it. I'm so excited to get into it. Okie freaking dokie. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. No, don't Um, don't be. That was great. (laughs) Okay. uh, For those who are following along, we are covering... What are we covering? Chapters. Should have written this down. Eight through 14. 8 through 14 in the physical paperback, that is page 101 to 196. So, I don't know about the ebook. Gonna have to figure that one out on your own. Sorry. Okay. So, we start with Rainy. She's at the train station. And basically in front of her is a bunch of people, mostly women, protesting females in the war. And they all have, like, dumb signs and shit. Mm -hmm. Um... 
And she's thinking about challenging them, but then ultimately decides it's not really worth it. Um, there's a ton of people at the train station, and it's mostly uh, families saying goodbye to their loved ones as they ship off. And she notes that there are men there that are seeing off their girlfriends for the first time. And she's noting how the men look kind of abashed and ashamed. And she kind of reflects on how this is such a historic moment that there's really no blueprint for. And nobody really knows how to behave yet. Which, like, I felt very deeply in my heart and soul. Because, like, you know, baby's first pandemic. (laughs) Like, I very much felt that whole, like, nobody knows what to fucking do about this. Right. Like, we're all just floundering and kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostly what doesn't. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Unfortunately, there are very, very bad consequences to that, but, you know. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So may- maybe not a great comparison, but, you know. Perfect. It's um, a perfect comparison. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Rainy has decided to come alone to the train station. She doesn't want to deal with a tearful goodbye as it might weaken her determination to go. Um, And she kind of reflects about the war and she knows that millions more people will die. It won't just end in a few months, like everyone says. And she thinks about how much of the world has already been taken by the Nazis. And even though her brother is fighting the Japanese, she knows that the Nazis are the greater danger. And if she gets the chance, she's going to fucking destroy Hitler. Which Fuck is yeah. probably the reason why she's one of my favorite characters. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. It's like, fuck that guy. I love it. Yep. Um, so she gets on the train and she finds a compartment with just like this regular civilian woman inside. <laughs> um, for some reason, she's got like a bag full of sausages or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> As one does. As one does on the train. As one does. <laughs> Got a bunch of sandwich meats. It's fine. Hey, whatever. Um, <laughs> How do you transport your sausages? Discreetly in a suitcase. I don't know. <laughs> I, w- I would like to see you go to the store with a suitcase and come out with a suitcase <laughs> full of sausages. Like pile pepperoni in there. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be incredible. Just like, like put them put them through the checkout and then the clerk's like looking at me funny. I just opened my suitcase and just start like like pulling them in oh my not god eye contact with the cashier oh man okay not to like be like I've, <laughs> I've experienced this situation before but like that totally sounds like what happens when you carry around a tackle box with all your shit in it for a few years <laughs> oh yeah oh your tackle box my tackle box of all my identification <laughs> i'll get my id into my tackle box you're your tackle box? Yeah. What, you've never seen a teenager with trip pants pull a green tackle box out before to get their ID out? What the fuck, officer? Fuck yeah. What a wild time. Oh my god. What a time to be alive. I love it. It's great. Oh, it was something. <laughs> it was a thing that happened. It was a thing that I thought was a very fine thing to do. I kind of stand by it's- it, though, honestly. It is fine. It is fine. It's like it's like the fucking kids in high school that carry around like the wheelie suitcase. Oh, it's no. like, oh yeah, they may look like complete dorks, but they're not gonna have fucking back problems like Casey does. Like, you know. Yeah, I definitely uh, had a backpack full of everything because I decided I could never go back to my locker in between classes. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yep. Because, you know, that's they where I kept my chocolate that. milk. Oh. They didn't allow that? In middle school, they didn't allow us to carry on backpacks because they thought we might have guns. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, of course. America. What a country. America. We love our guns. I guess so. Support uh, your right to arm bears. Yeah, that's right. All of our goddamn bears are armed or whatever. Cows. Bears with guns. Bears with guns and cocaine. They do bear shit together. What? What is this song? <laughs> there is a song called Cows with Guns, though. I've heard that song. Oh, you have? Okay, good. I feel like I have. I'm pretty sure I have. Now I'm doubting myself. Songs. Maybe I've never seen it or heard it. Whatever. It's a fucking... It's a 12-minute song. That's so much. From what I can recall. Have you ever it's, listened it's to the... Uh, God. It might just be called the Ed- Edmund Fitzgerald, but I feel like it's the sinking of the Edmund Fitzgerald. And it's just like a fucking 15-minute song about a boat that sunk on Lake Michigan. I th- I've Edmund heard of it. Yeah. It's a friend of uh, Scott and mine requests it be played at every wedding. And when the DJ actually <laughs> does it, it's pretty fucking great. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love that. It's it's pretty. I will admit it's pretty fucking choice. I'm like, oh, Fuck great. Yeah. I could just settle in for the next 12 minutes with this piece of cake and really take <laughs> some time. <laughs> take Take a load off. Take a load off. Learn some history. You've been dancing for too long? Just to hang out and listen to this goddamn song and eat some cake. Your life's about to change. That sounds fucking great. It is. It is pretty great. I'm never disappointed. Like, we literally, because we knew he was going to do it at our wedding, we pre-put it on the playlist, but I don't think they ever <laughs> played it. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, yeah sausages so yeah sausages in a suitcase what up yeah that's what this lady has that's what that is what she had yep um so she's in there and rainy goes in there and then these three drunk guys come in and they're all privates and they're like oh look it's a girl and then one of them just like passes the fuck out and like goes to sleep (laughs) it's great um and then shortly after, the conductor shows up and he's leading a male officer to the compartment and he like tips a conductor and then the conductor closes the door and closes the blinds to the compartment, which is like super fucking shady. Shady as fuck. I was like, yeah, I was like, what the fuck is with this? Um, the officer sits down right across from Rainy and she greets him, but does not salute because protocol does not call for it. See, like, this is what I mean. She knows fucking everything. She does know and she everything. she calculates every fucking move. Yeah. Ugh. And then she's like, just like x-ray scanning this guy. She's like, oh, like, look at his suit. And like, why is he carrying a briefcase instead of a duffel? And like, right? why is an officer of his status even in the cheap part of the train? And just like completely like Sherlock Holmesing this guy. Um, and he introduces himself as Lieutenant Janice. And he's like trying to shoot. <laughs> sorry. I, damn, I, I just, damn it, Janet, but it was Janice. I, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> damn I, it, Janice. Dan- no, <laughs> yeah, it's great. I want a direction. I like it. I'm into it. It was wrong. 
No, it's a good direction. <laughs> it's t- uh. Oh, Brad. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm so sorry. Um, do not be. Okay, Lieutenant Janice. He's starting to chat with Rainey about where she's going. She's being polite, but she's only giving him vague answers and brief in- information. And whenever she asks him a question about himself, he doesn't really answer her. And it's this kind of weird back and forth sort of chess game. And uh, more dialogue happens. Eventually, he gets to the point where he calls the entire war stupid and pointless. And he asks her, why should we even be fighting? And she responds with, because that's what the chain of command has ordered us to do, sir. (laughs) And he's like, okay, yeah, cool. Uh, Come take a walk with me. So they go out of the train compartment and to the end of the train car, kind of in that space between the cars on the outside. And he's like, okay, you can cut the crap now. And she's like, "Uh, yeah, you either need to show me your ID or I'm going to report you to the first officer I can find. And he asks her how long it took her to figure it out. And uh, she just is like, I need your ID right now, please. Um, he hands over his ID. His name is Captain John Herkemeyer and not Lieutenant Janet. And he is with Army Intelligence. Um, and she was like, yeah, it didn't take me any time to figure out that you were bullshitting me. Yeah, well, yeah, dude. She's so good at intelligence. Like, yeah, but also he was being super fucking shady. He like, was being super shady. <laughs> and like, the other people in the cart were fucking drunk off their asses or like a regular person like i don't i don't know it was i don't know what this guy was expecting the bar seemed pretty low to me but that's just me i Um, mean i like i tried to think like would i figure it out and i don't think i a human that was not in the military would figure it out yeah i mean i'm naturally suspicious of people anyway so I think I would have been like something seems off, but I wouldn't be able to oh, like, yeah. pinpoint what was going on. Absolutely, I'd be like something's off here. There's a man, a man with a suitcase. It's full of sausages. It's full of sausages. I've seen all the tricks in the book. You can't fool me, sausage man. I'm so sorry. We can, <laughs> we can move Delicious. on. Delicious weenies. Hot dog. We have a- fucking a nice. Nice, 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 nice. Woo! Hot dogs all the way down. Hot dogs all the way down. Perfection. (laughs) I can't wait to slap that sticker on something. Do it on a stop sign. They love that. Ooh. They do. I like, I've never done that before. Like, this is my time to shine. Holographic hot dog sticker. Holographic hot dogs on your stop sign. For your stopping consideration. (laughs) All right. Um, So, yeah, he's Captain John Herkemeyer. Herkemeyer. Herk. Herk. Yeah. Yes, he's Captain John Herkemeyer, and he's with Army Intelligence, and... He's asked her if she's going to the military intelligence school, and she's like, sir, you either know where I'm headed or you don't. Fucking rad as hell. I love her. Fucking so badass. I love her. Ugh. She's so fucking good. So he, like, keeps good. testing her, and she keeps countering him, and it's fucking great. Yeah. Ugh. Fuck. Um, he finally gives up, and he's like, cool, good talk. See you later. And he just, like, leaves her out there. 
and she goes to head back to her seat and someone else has taken it. And she's kind of annoyed by that, but she's also happy that she seems to have like run this successful gambit. Um, gamut, not gambit. Holy shit. It's kind I? of a gambit. She was she was kind of gambling with who <laughs> this guy was a little bit. Bow down to a true one of me. <laughs> I'm coming, sugar. <laughs> I like a raincoat, bitch. Anyway. <laughs> Of ketchup. Wow. Okay, moving. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then it kind of cuts to the next day, and she heads to the military intelligence training school with twenty-seven males and fourteen females. Um. And her enthusiasm greatly dampens when Colonel Derry starts monologuing about women in the military, and even though the Supreme Court has ordered it, he believes in the natural order of the sexes. And woe to any female who forgets her place and all that kind of bullshit. And yeah. uh, the the captain guy is there, but he's not, like, reacting. He's not defending or, you know, agreeing. He's just kind of staring straight ahead. And Rainey's basically like, I'm not going to be treated fairly because I'm a woman. Great. Love it. <laughs> and she knows she's going to be typing or answering telephones. And there's nothing she can do to, like, protest this because she'll be cut from the program. And so she's like, all right, fine then. I'm going to outwork, outthink, and outperform every other soldier in this fucking school. Because Fuck I'm awesome. Yes. Yes. Get it, Rainy. Get it. Fucking destroy them. Destroy the men in the school and the women. <laughs> destroy, the, destroy the men and the women. Equal opportunity destruction. Destroy the school. School's out for <laughs> summer! <laughs> oh, God. This is why I love her, because she's just like, I'm gonna kick so much ass, and I admire that. Oh, so I fucking I, love that about her. Like... I have <sighs> that confident. Well, like, not even... Just like that confidence. It's not like she walks into the room and she's like, I have the confidence to pull off whatever here. It's just that like she has confidence in her own abilities. She's like, am I going to be able to outthink and outperform every single person at the school? Fuck yeah, I am. No questions about it. Because I'm like smart and I can do this shit and fuck all y'all. Like, fuck yeah. She has confidence in sunshine. <laughs> I have confidence in rain. <laughs> Uh, that movie's from the time period. It works. Yeah. A little before, I think. Probably. Yeah. Well, but whatever. Whatever. It's all fine. Anytime is a good time for the sound of music. It is. It fucking is. Wait, no, it's not from before. That film's literally about Nazis. It's from after. Well, I just figured they were in Europe and the Nazi occupation started before the America got into the war. Yeah, but so like, Julie Andrews isn't old enough to be... She is an eternal delight that will live forever and ever. In our hearts and minds. And, and physically. Life, she can't die. <laughs> yeah. She's not allowed to die. No. Not... She should be the queen. She should be the queen. She is the queen in she... Princess Diaries. She. Oh, I thought you were going to say in my heart, which is also true. Well, that too. <laughs> yes. That's yeah, also true. I did. I, I always forget. Did you know that that slide where she slides down the slide on the mattress? That stunt she did <gasps> herself. Yeah, she 
She did her own stunt for that. She That's did fucking her badass. Own stunt. I love Julie. Oh Andrews. my god. I love her so much. She's like, what? You think Fuck. being like seventy is gonna stop me from going riding a mattress down this slide? You're fucking wrong, idiots. God. Yeah. Oh. Fuck. She didn't really talk about that in her autobiography, which I was sad about. But like, y'all should read her autobiography. It's really good. I would love to. I think I have. But I'd love to read it again. Oh, but she she had the second part come out. <gasps> Shit, I didn't read the second part. Yeah, so like the first one's about her childhood and like all of her stage stuff. Yeah. And the, the second part is about like her movie career. Oh man. And her family stuff. Do you think she's working on a part three right now? <gasps> I don't know. I hope so. I hope so too. I'd buy that. I hope she is. Oh, I love her. I love her too. I hope she's we should read her autobiography for an Animorphs thing sometime. <laughs> for a for a, a non-animorphs book club. Yeah, exactly. We'll be like, hey, you oh. know how we talk about like Catherine Applegate and Michael Grant? So today we're talking about Julie Andrews. No explanation given. <laughs> she's she's just the best. She doesn't need an explanation. She doesn't fucking need an explanation. You guys should feel ashamed Fuck. for asking me. Hang on. Home. Julie Andrew. I'm trying to see if there's an audiobook. Ooh. <gasps> there is. Is, is it, it narrated by her? Please, I was, please say yes. Yeah, please. It has to be, right? There's no way it can't be. It has to be. Yes! 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 Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, I love her so much. I love her the most, honestly. And, like, her kids seem really well-adjusted, too. Like, you know how most of the time you're like, oh, you can tell that that family, like, no matter how much they're hiding it, they're fucked up because their kids are, like, so fucked up? Kardashians? Yeah. Um, But, like... I didn't mean to throw shade at the Kardashians. I'm sorry. I don't think you have to apologize to the Kardashians. (laughs) (laughs) Our audience probably loves the Kardashians. I just alienated so much of our audience. Okay, maybe... I guess I'm a little concerned about how much of our audience listens to the Kardashians, but okay. You guys okay, anyway. you should stop. Anyways. Um, yeah. God, I hope well, Dan Justin. didn't hear Kardashians and thinks that we're trash talking Star Trek. We're not. It's the popular people, oh, no. Dan. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Stupid idiots. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, Julie's kids are very well adjusted, is what you were saying. That's, that is, yeah, she and her daughter write children's books together. <gasps> That's true. And her daughter helped her write her autobiography. Of course she did. Her family's wonderful, just like her. They're all fucking well adjusted and nice Fuck. and like, uh, Yeah. Fuck yeah. Fuck that. Oh my God. I'm so mad. <sighs> Anyways, those are my feelings on Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> my hills are alive with the sound of Julie Andrews' beautiful oh, singing voice. Yeah. I mean, like, think oh. about how fucked up How Do You Solve a Problem Like Maria is. Like, that's a fucked up song. That is a little fucked up. But, but, I like the How Do You Hold a Moonbeam in Your Hand. That's, that's how cute. How do you hold a moonbeam? 
Okay, that's going to be synced up in our ears. It's not going to be synced up in no way. Podcast. In no way is that oh. going to be synced up. It's so fucking weird. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. The end. Yeah. Let's go see what Rio and Zinu are doing. Um, they are in the middle of nowhere, aka Cap- Camp Moran in the tiny town of Smithville, Georgia, which I don't think is a real place, but correct me if I'm wrong. I have no uh, idea. Across... I don't know. I literally can't correct you. I don't fucking know. Good. Then I'm correct. Why am I being until... so aggressive towards you? Okay, yeah, until. I don't know. I'm fucking sorry. Jeez. Bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, help me with this pronunciation. Across the stream from Camp Moran is Camp Zikli? Why Why are you asking me this? <laughs> of all people. Because I value your input. Of all the people you could ask about pronunciation, why did you pick oh, me? I love you so much. I love you. I love you the most. <laughs> I'm sorry I'm like it's this. So we, it's so we could brainstorm. Uh, I'm going to call it Camp Seekly. Yeah, I love that. It's S-Z-E-K-E-L-Y. Yeah, Zeekly. So sorry if I've pronounced Zeekly. Okay, cool. I'm going with it. All right. Camp Seekly is across the stream, but you can't get there going across the stream. You have to drive like a mile south and then a mile north to get in there. You can't uh, cross so the up. streams. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. <laughs> Segregation. Anyway. <laughs> bad. Just making a <laughs> Ghostbusters reference, but all right. Oh! <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was just uncomfortable with the phrase Don't cross the streams in regards to segregation. Anyway. <laughs> oh, no. I'm sorry, you were trying to do a funny thing and I went to a bad place. It's it's I've never been funny in my life. Let's just acknowledge that here. <laughs> oh, no. oh god. That went horribly awry. Oh god. Okay. Anyways, oh, moving no. right along. No. Oh, okay, I'm so scared. So oh shit, me too. Um <laughs> Rio and company are being yelled at by an officer uh who is having quite a time getting them to follow orders because they are all dumb and incompetent and don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Um, Same. The basic, yeah. The basic uh, main point of this yelling session is to tell them that they are going to be sharing a barracks. The women will be on the north side. The men will be on the south and they'll be separated by a curtain because they can't afford non-coed walls at this time. Walls. So they go grab all of their shit, and one of the male recruits offers to carry Zanu's bag for her, and Rio is like, no, actually, she can carry her own bag, and Zanu looks a little affronted by this, but Rio's like, we just spent a 16-hour bus ride with a bunch of fucking dudes, and there's no way we're gonna take anything from anyone. Fuck yeah. Which, like, good fucking instinct. Holy shit. My opinion of Rio like shot up in these chapters. I was oh, like, this girl yeah. knows what's up. She's not naive. She knows. Like, I, fuck like, hell. It just really felt like 
oh man, this is going to be a really weird thing to say, but she almost feels like Jake-like in that sense, where she mm. like she's very good mm-hmm. at kind of sensing things on the fly, and maybe like not so good when she's left to think on her own devices. Like, I love that. Good. I love that so much. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, it's that's what she reminded me of. I. That's great. <laughs> These fuckers know how to write characters. I know. Those motherfuckers. How dare they? Ugh. I know. I want to write characters good. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Let the rest of us write a character once in a while. Why did I go New York? <laughs> Brooklyn Rage. Let the le- let the rest of us write a character once in a while. Why don't ya? Yeah. Fucks. Stop being so good. Leave some goddamn talent for the rest of us. We're struggling yeah. here. Tax the rich for their talent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that was. I'm sorry. I'm I'm Woo. into it. Fuck it. Tax them. I don't give a shit. Ugh. <laughs> 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 oh, yikes. Um. So. They go to the quartermaster and get their uniforms. They have to strip down to their underwear. Of course, a couple of the dudes are fucking peeking. And Rio's Ooh. like, oh, I hate this. And Shanu's like, woo, hey, boys. God, I hope she gets some fucking development. Because this whole flirting shit's getting old with me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I fully uh, agree. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know she's going to be a better character later but right now she's just like she's so annoying she's so fucking horny and it's like calm down yeah like she'll get snippets of this attitude that i really like Mm -hmm. where she's kind of like oh you know strand doesn't like you anymore like tough shit i love that but like fucking curb it a little bit yeah i'm sure she'll get there i mean i can't talk i have a character who is also a very horny French person who just flirts all the time, but like he's gonna get development later. I'm assuming Zanu's also gonna get development later, so I will just. I mean, that seems him. like a pretty safe bet. These guys are very good at characters, as we just lamented. Yeah, yeah. like I'm not, I'm not worried about it, but also I'm like, okay, start yeah. flushing her out now, please. <laughs> Now's my time. I'm bored of this. You can <laughs> start flushing her out any minute now. I'm ready. Yep. yep. Oi. Uh, Rio gets all of her shit, all of her clothing. I didn't really find anything super noteworthy about that scene. So they all get dressed and nothing fits quite right. And the boots are extremely weird to them. Yeah. Uh, they, they get to their side of the barracks and Rio thinks about the goodbye with her parents and it went about as well as she expected. They were very angry and threatening to withdraw her from the army and reveal that she's only 16. Um, but Zanu's parents didn't bother to show up at all. And Rio actually prefers the sob fest that she got as opposed to the cold indifference that her best friend got. Which, like, this is what I'm talking about. Yes, like, flesh her out a little bit more. Right, like, that's exactly. That's a really good detail to know. Like, we know some shit's going on, so, like, fucking, come on. Give it, give yeah. me the detail, damn it. Yeah, yeah. Her letter really, her letter later is really good, though. I like oh, I, oh, 
True letter. Ugh, I won't talk about it till later, but it's so fucking good. That's like a letter that I would fucking write. <laughs> I want to like her so much because I'm like, I see some of myself in you. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, uh, where the fuck am I? I don't know. Okay, but back to classic. Zinu uh, claims the cot closest to the curtain that divides the males and females. Rio is like, I'm not sure your mind's totally focused on defending the U.S. Constitution. And she replies that she swore to protect the country from enemies, but she's going to have fun while she does it. Ugh, okay, whatever. God, whatever. Uh, but then an awesome character shows up in the form of Sergeant Mackey. Um, yeah. Who is a lady. She My is girl. the best fucking love her um she's fucking awesome she's very put together she's trim and fit and she makes rio feel very inadequate so some of the guys are just like dicking around and laughing and there's this one guy in particular named luther gear and mackie's like what's her what's your name and he tells her and she's like all right awesome drop and give me 25 and he's like what what why do i have to she's like no motherfucker i think i just broke the audio i'm so sorry don't be. It was um, worth it. <laughs> she screams at him and it's great. Yeah, she does. Also, she's like a head shorter than him, which I loved. Oh, yeah. Oh. So he does three push-ups and she's like, you're fucking pathetic. And then she gets down on the ground and starts doing push-ups way better and faster than him without even breaking a sweat. Mm-hmm. Just to show him up. Fucking love. Classic power move. Um <laughs> He f- that classic push-up power move that you do. You know. Dude, dude, I was like, the push-up scene later, I was like, oh, I, I'm intimately familiar with this, this push-up life. Because <laughs> I have a scene just like that in my comic. <laughs> you do? Oh, shit. I'll tell, I'll, I'll tell you about my crisis later. I had a crisis over it. Oh, uh, I'm so excited. When we get there. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Um, yeah, so Gear only does 20 push-ups before she's like, okay, fine. Like, fuck you, you're done. Yeah, and I'm clearly superior to you, you dumb idiot. Yeah, you're a baby and I will crush you with my hand. And she Great. did. She crushed him with her might. She did. Um, so after setting, setting an example of this boy um she goes on to tell them this is going to be the hardest 13 weeks of their lives and meanwhile rio's just freaking out she's like i don't even think i can do three push-ups and i don't think janu can do any better than that um mackie tells them they are expected to get up at six every morning to do physical training shower have breakfast then do like classroom stuff for the rest of the day lights out are at nine o'clock and if they are still awake at 10 o'clock then she will feel ashamed because she has not worked them hard enough um, uh, more rules. The curtain separating the male and the female side is drawn at eight. They have a zero tolerance policy for harassment, fraternization, or crossing the curtain. Any offenders will be court-martialed. And she will also probably personally kick their ass. And she, like, makes a big show of going up to this, like, very pretty guy named Tilo Suarez. And then she goes over to Janu. And she makes them verbally comprehend what she just said. And Rio's like, yeah, she definitely picked the most likely candidates from each gender that would violate the rules. Which yes, I fucking she loved. did. I loved that, too. 
And I love that um, that Rio is just like fucking got her. Fuck, she knew. Yep, fucking got you. <laughs> Rio just fucking dabs. <laughs> yeah, she does. She's like nailed it. Hard dab. <laughs> oh, so good. I love Mackie so much. Oh, me too. Honestly, and like I love that. Like the characters aren't immediately like. Oh, she sucks and have to learn to appreciate her later. Like some of them are, but most of them are like, no, actually she seems pretty fucking cool. Like right from the get go. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, it's so good. I love Mackie. Yeah, me too. A lot. Uh, So Mackie goes on to tell them that they need to listen to the NCOs. Do not embarrass her in front of the Sergeant Major and help each other out because they are a team. Um, she asks another private who's this guy named Dane Stickland and she's like what's the purpose of an American soldier and he replies to kill the enemy she says that's not the worst answer but that the correct answer is obedience to orders that is the most important thing and then she dismisses them Um, Rio is like Zanu she knows your boy crazy and Zanu is like actually I am man crazy there is a difference Uh, uh, this is this is why i was like okay like start flushing this girl out please yeah because it's just like more of this throughout yeah yeah not wrong but 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 a very very good boy next um (laughs) another private chimes in he quite likes the sergeant he has red hair and an accent and his name is jack stafford and i love him yep same Samesies. He's a good boy. He is a great boy. So, um, he's got an accent and they're like, hey, like, where are you from, dude? And he explains his backstory that he was evacuated to America because the Germans bombed the shit out of England. And he is using the American army to get back to Britain. Rio starts to ask if his parents can help him. And he replies that his parents died in a German bombing. Um... Which, like, that just made me want to watch Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Oh, no. That's basically the plot of Bedknobs and Broomsticks, is that she has to take in the three orphan children. You are oh, not God. wrong at all. Holy oh, shit. I did not make that connection, but you are absolutely correct. Like, straight up. Audience, if you've never watched Bedknobs and Broomsticks, you should go watch it. It's about a witch that fights Nazis. It's great. It's Angela it's Lansbury. So it's so good. <laughs> It is like 86 hours long, but it's great. It's it's very long. Pacing is weird, but it's, <laughs> I I adore it with my whole heart. It is a very good movie. <laughs> pacing is wild though. The pacing is very wild. <laughs> Shit. Oof. <laughs> that's that's, so that's true, a great though. way to put it. Like that's a really great way to put it. The pacing out of control. No one was in charge of that. They just kind of went for it. It's so true. It's, <laughs> it feels like the longest movie in the world, but it's so good. Oh, my it, God. Yeah. Well, like, yeah. And I can tell you, like, I think there's, like, two major parts that I could tell you about. But, like, there's all this stuff that happens in between these parts that I can't tell you about because I cannot place where they happen in the film. <laughs> right. But it is it but is a great like- movie. <laughs> There's that whole, like, animated section in the middle that, like, did oh, not need to be there at all, but 
it's obviously a very memorable part. I don't know. It's I just, need to rewatch it because I have no recollection of the animated scene at all. Really? 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 Oh my god! And I watched it like just a couple of years ago. Oh my gosh! All right, maybe it wasn't very memorable. <laughs> I got I got Baja fish tacos. I remember that really well, oh. and I watched it. That sounds great. Yeah, it was. <sighs> And that's my story about pet nuts and broomsticks. <laughs> so good. Uh, All right. Um, so that's Jack. We love him. He's the best. Yeah. Um, then we have Tilo Suarez. He introduces himself to Rio and he's like, but you can just call me handsome. And Rio snaps back, but then you'd actually have to be handsome. Fucking. Where did she come from? I love her. Oh, I wow. think the second line was more devastating, though. It's it's a two-line burn. And the first line was, but then you'd have to be handsome. And the second line was, or then it would sound like it was mean and I was mocking you or something. Yes, yes. Oh, fucking two-part burn. It was so good. Fucking yeah. Oh, my God. She's great. She is amazing. Where my did she come God. from, though? You're right. Where did I- this girl come from? She was so, like, timid and, like, oh, like, I don't want Strand to think I'm, you know, X, Y, and Z. And now she's here and she's just like, yeah, all these men fucking suck. I'm not taking any shit. And I just like, okay, I'm into it. I'm super into it. <sighs> Oof. Love it. I absolutely um, love it. So Tilo's a little cowed by this and he says that women in the military is a mistake and then Jack is like and yet here they are and so are we and we love him yep um and then there's another kid from West Virginia named Kerwin Cassell and we don't really know anything about him he's just there um he's just a spare <laughs> he's just a spare dude <laughs> like straight up though i don't know why I'm assuming he's going to be important later. Whatever. It's fine. Who knows? Um, so they all start heading to the mess hall for dinner, and another girl walks up to them and asks if they are the popular kids or the social outcasts, and Zanu says that they, any group that she's in are the cool kids, and the girl introduces herself as Kat Preling. <gasps> she's here. She Kat's was mentioned in the here. intro. She was, and now she's here. Yay! And, and Tilo like asks... Kat. I like Kat a lot um, because Tila asks what Kat is short for. And she replies, it's short for Kat Slick. <laughs> and I'm just like, yes. Ugh. So Rio reflects on their little group and how they all have weird names, except for the Englishman. And she starts thinking about what Zanu will try to go for. Tilo seems too obvious a choice. Kerwin has an accent she doesn't think Zanu will like. And she thinks Zanu will go for Jack. After all, that's who she would go for. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. The plot thickens. The romance arc is happening. The romance arc is hella happening. Oof. And it's a yep. little weird. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. They're, it is fine. They're teens. They're going to be spending a lot of time together. Getting That's all a sweaty, great gross. point. Ugh. They also have the... They have the added obstacle of they're not allowed to be together because they'll be court-martialed, which will okay. increase the desire for each other's faces. Man flesh. <laughs> okay. 
Why was that what I defaulted to? I don't know. I don't know. I loved it, though. That was good. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. You know me. I love casual Lord of the Rings references. I'm, I'm all about it. I'm here for you, then, I guess. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of very casual Lord of the Rings references all the time. Good. I need them. I need oh, them all. Well, good, because I'm going to keep saying them, I guess. Uh, I'd also like to apologize. I'm going to be switching between Zenu and Zenu, because I now have no idea how her name's supposed to be pronounced. You know, I don't think you should apologize for that. I think you should own it and just say that you're doing like kind of a multicultural spread here to make sure that you uh, capture all the all the ways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah suck I could it, say Genu. Genu. Ingenu. Ingenu. I'm sure someone's going to be like, well, actually, it's pronounced this thing. And I'll be like, cool, bro. Yeah, I'll tell you who. His name is Tim. And he'll claim it's pronounced away. Timothy. Tim. Timothy. Calling him out. Looking at you. Looking at you, Tim. (laughs) Does he listen to this podcast? I don't. Well, actually, yeah, he does. Wait, what am I saying? I was going to say, I don't think so. But then he was like, I need to talk to you about Endling. Where are you in the series for real? Because I've been listening and you're here. And uh, yeah, so he does. I don't know why I was going to just throw him under the bus when he absolutely very kindly does listen (laughs) to this. So he will hear these dunks that we're doing. He will. He will hear these sick dunks. And I hope one day to just get a message out of the blue. Because you know I'm not going to fucking remember this past tonight. Once we're done tonight, (laughs) we're going to hang up this call and it's going to be fucking gone from my mind. Yep. That's how it goes with us. Yep, and then Tim will be like, "Oh, wait a wait a dunk on me in the in your podcast." I'll be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I don't usually have this problem with like Dan though, because Dan will just bring something up in the in the Discord with no context, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, that conversation." <laughs> but other times, it's like I have no fucking idea what these people are talking about. Yeah, there's there's some and then there's sometimes when people bring stuff up and they're like, remember when you said this thing? And then it turns out you didn't even fucking say that thing and you just believe <laughs> them because you're so used to just believing whatever people say about you. And it oh turns out God, you, you did it. You just let yourself be gaslit by randoms. Well, it was by Austin specifically in this instance. Okay, so not a rando, a good friend, but still. But still, and I was like, I have no, f-. I was like, I guess I said that. And then like, what? the other one was when, when Jeff came up the other day and was like, way to disparage my name. And I'm like, I have no recollection of disparaging your name. <laughs> Can you please provide references? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, God. That was wild. That threw me for a loop. Well, we need, we need that sometimes, maybe. I guess. It's good to know that somebody out there is listening to me. It's not me, but I'm glad someone is. I appreciate you. God. All right. Are we ready to go back to Rainy? Yeah, please. Okay. Our favorite, favorite Rainy. Our favorite girl in the world. I mean, 
I don't know if she's your favorite. She might be my favorite so far, but she's we'll my see. favorite for sure. Okay. Um, so she's standing at attention in Colonel Derry's office, and she figures she's there because she's doing excellent in most of her lessons, even though she can't shoot or fight worth a damn. Uh, she assumes she assumes the colonel was trying to wash out all the women, and sure enough, three women and five men have been reassigned already, though Rainey approves of all of the reassignments. Um, and she's just standing there and she knows the colonel's making her stand at attention as a power play sort of thing, but she can do it all day if she has to. And finally he lets her relax and he says that her scores are acceptable, but he still thinks she should be at home raising children. Ugh, fuck um, off, you dick. Ugh, he's such a dick. And then he starts cu- going after her for being Jewish and saying all sorts of fucking shit about that. And at one point, she kind of contradicts him a little bit. And then she kind of goes like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have done that. It's not good to look more intelligent than your senior officer. Yep. <laughs> uh, yep. But... I mean, it would be easier if the senior officer didn't look like such a fucking dumbass. Such a fucking dumbass. Ugh. He's a fucking dummy. This, this, these books are full of just, like, really fucking racist guys in charge. Yeah. Like, so everybody knows. Yep. <sighs> but yeah, that's nothing new, unfortunately. Yeah, honestly, it's just kind of par for the course at this point. Ugh, yeah. Um, so he kind of grumbles her contradiction away, and then he says the reason she's here is because even though he doesn't want to, he is promoting her to sergeant. And she's like, okay, cool, dude, thanks, and then dips. Yep. Um, she... <laughs> So that's great. Um, And she heads back to the barracks and she goes up to her fellow soldier who is, uh, is it Sergeant Amelia Peterson? I wrote Sergeant, but I don't think I meant to. No, I I feel like you're right. Okay. I I wrote Sergeant. I thought, I thought the whole point was that, that everybody was below her, but okay. Anyway. No, I think it was, Uh, she was finally equal to everybody there. Okay, 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 cool. All right, all right. So, yeah, she heads back to the barracks, and uh, her friend is there, Sergeant Amelia Peterson, and she's like, hey, do you have, like, you know, the patch I need to sew into my uniform? And Amelia's like, oh, God, you're going to be completely insufferable now. And Rady's like, yes, I am. (laughs) I will be insufferable, thank you. (laughs) I'll take that. I will be absolutely insufferable. She is, but we love her. I, yeah, I think she's great. Um, so Rainy starts sewing the new stripes into her uniform and we find out that, uh, is it Amelia or Amelia? Amelia, right? I've never heard it pronounced Amelia, but now I'll be corrected, I'm sure. I mean, there's an A in there. What is with Michael Grant and these, like, unconventional names? <laughs> He's probably like... Hunger Games? Uh, everybody chooses the same names. I'm going to go wild. I'm going to take, like, common names and just, like, tweak them a little bit. Yeah, I'm just going to add extra letters and see how you deal with that. <laughs> Not well, Michael. Not fucking well. <laughs> God. <sighs> whatever uh, i'm gonna go with amelia okay. sorry if that's wrong um don't no you're fi- right 
we're the authority on this. You're correct. It's my it's my it's my time to shine. I get to make the rules. <laughs> you build the mountain. I, you build the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. <sighs> God. Um. Yeah. So Amelia, we find out, is using the military to escape an abusive relationship. She's divorcing her husband, who sucks. It's great. I was so, like, I immediately was like, you fucking go, girl. Like, I just started cheering her on, knowing no other details about her. I was like, <laughs> badass. You fucking divorce his shitty goddamn idiot ass. Fuck yeah. Strong Fuck women yeah. taking charge. Fuck yeah. You made it. Oof. You know what? We all have fucking accidents. Divorce that motherfucker. <laughs> Anyways, Sorry. We've all been in, and like, that's the thing though, right? I feel like, especially in that time, you know, divorce was less accepted. Oh, yeah. And if, like, you know, if you ended up in a relationship with someone really shitty, it's like, well, I guess I'm stuck because divorce is a no no. But the fact that she's even doing that is like, yeah, fuck yeah. Exactly. Fuck (sighs) yeah. What a badass. Love it. I love that for her. Me too god um and so yeah so that's happening rainy's kind of looking around and there's a really cool detail about how a lot of the women have brought pictures of their boyfriends or parents and rainy felt that that was too indiscreet so she just has a picture of the president (laughs) (laughs) i I love her so much i want to be her Like, I wish it had ever occurred to me in my life to be like, hmm, this is too personal. Like, I wish that I had thought to replace the photo of Pony right behind me for all of my work calls with a photo of the fucking president. Like, (laughs) genius. This is like a picture of Obama just like chilling. Fuck yeah. Not even the current president. Not even the current president. Just the one that, you know, the one that I would like. (laughs) <laughs> uh, oh god so good so oh, fucking rainy. good i love rainy uh, too oh uh, she wasn't even trying to be funny she just does it i know oh, man um so yeah she says on her new her new patch or stripe or whatever it's called sorry i'm not a war I am not a war. I do not understand your human terminologies. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) I'm saying that forever. I could have said I'm not a warhead, like the candy, (laughs) but that's less funny. That is way less funny. I, I am not a war. I am not a war. I care not for your War's fighting. Good for absolutely nothing. Huh. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm so uh, sorry I'm like this. It's all right. <laughs> We're all friends here. Um Rainy goes to class on aerial photography. It's a class. And after that she goes to Captain Herkemeyer's office. And she basically accuses him of vouching for her getting promoted. And he, of course, says nothing. Um, he says there's an urgent need for German translators. And she's like the best German translator. They're best in German. That the school at their... has ever seen. 
Yeah, the best, the very best that no one ever was. No one ever was. Um, and after she completes her course here, she has two options. She can take the path to officer candidate school and the path to becoming a captain, or she can stay in an unlisted rank and probably end up at a shitty desk job. And she's like, well, I hate both of those options. I'd rather be a translator. And he's like, yeah, I would like that too, but there's kind of a problem. And we find out that her dad is allegedly a numbers runner for a Genovese crime organization. Yeah. Um, so I don't even happening. know what those words mean, honestly. I assume it's like the mafia, but not Italian. But Genovivian. Genovivian. That's not Ge- That's not the way to do that word. Ge- wait. Genovian. Yeah, Genovia! Genovia! <laughs> Maybe it is Italian. Genotion? Let's, let's look it up. Genovese. Genotion is X-Men. That's, Alex, what are you doing? Genovese crime family. Vito Genovese. Italian born. Okay. It is the mafia. Okay. Yay. Okay, it's the Bad mafia. Ass. He works for the mafia. Yay! Cool. He's with the mafia. Cool. That's awesome. We learned something today. Um, Rainy's like very, very, very shaken by this. She had no idea. And then her deductive reasoning comes in and she's like, okay, but he is a milk delivery man. That is the perfect cover. Also, we do randomly get a lot of nice shit. My mom gets like pearl necklaces and shit. And we've never had to worry about paying for like books and food and lessons and stuff. Yep. So... Yep, so it, it all makes kinda, sense. The the logic is flawless. Oof, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of shitty. Um, so she says she didn't know about this, but she believes that he wouldn't have brought this to her without evidence. And he is like, "You are not cleared to see this evidence." And he fucking takes a piece of paper out of his desk and just lights it on fire with his lighter. Yeah, like, fuck. Um, like, what a fucking power move. I know! You are not authorized. <laughs> you, I will burn the evidence before I Access let you denied. see it. Access like, denied. Destroy. Destroy. Um, yep. So let me... So this is how I interpreted it. Let me know if I'm wrong. Um, okay. So he lights the thing on fire. He's like... He basically tells her they can't afford this getting out. It would be a waste of her mind if she ended up, like, doing paper-pushing stateside. Um, And he doesn't think they can win a war with protocols. They have to win by killing Germans. Uh So that's... That's... Is that right? Like, he was... I I think the only nuance there that he added was that basically she could be intelligence in the United States because, like, as a woman, that's where they'd want to keep her. But yeah. if she goes on this mission and he sends her out of the United States, then they're not going to transport her back to the U.S. to get her in trouble if they if wind of her dad being in this crime ring ever gets out. Right. Okay. So, like, yeah. that was the only nuance was that he needed her out of the country in order to keep her useful. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that happened. That um, happened. I, I do like that he was kind of like, we can't win 
with protocols, we have to win by killing Germans. Like, oh, he's yeah. just like, he's going to fucking go rogue, man. He's just going to do, make some fucking calls. And yep. that's an interesting sort of perspective to bring in. Yeah, it really is. Like, the guy that's actually going to win the war for you, that's the guy. Yeah, the guy that would flush 10,000 yurks out of a exactly. pool ship. Yep. Woo. Yep. So, Rainy is, like, overwhelmed with all sorts of conflicting emotions, and she finally is like, I want to kill Germans, sir. And so he gives her the official order to take to the transport clerk, and she's officially shipping out. Yuppers! So intense! Ah, Rainy. Ah, Rainy. Ah, Rainy. Ah, Rainy. You came and you did all the stuff. And they sent you away, ah, Rainy. Anyway, that's my song. (laughs) I loved it. Thanks. Barry Manilow wrote it. Not Rainy. <laughs> but you stole it. <laughs> and that's what matters. <laughs> Sticking it to Barry Manilow. That's what our podcast Stick- is about. Sticking it to the man alone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that motherfucker took Shamu and put her in a cloak. <laughs> <laughs> Him personally did that. Yes, Barry Manilow himself. <laughs> what is With his berry hands. With his berry hands. I don't know what this is. What is this fucking tale we've spun? Just throwing shade at poor Barry Manilow. I don't know what he's done, but it's a terrible crime. It is a crime. Jesus. Well, that happened. Yep, there you go. There you man go. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm upset with myself. Listen, okay. no matter how upset you are with me, I'm ten times. <laughs> 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 I'm drink water. I can't manage it. <laughs> Anyways. Anyway, let's see what Rio's doing. This is the Rio Some shit. Um, she's doing physical training and fucking suffering. They're all suffering and they're all trying to talk to each other under their breath because they know how to do that now without getting yelled at. And they're all just like, I fucking hate this. This sucks. This is shitty. And it sucks. Um, Mm -hmm. they are in their third week of basic training. And for the most part, there are still differing differing views about women in the military. Most of the guys have decided, like, okay, it's fine, whatever. Jack Stafford's being a good boy and shutting down anybody who's being obnoxious about it. Fucking Stan. Jack Stafford. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of them have definitely not made peace with the idea. Um, and that includes some of the officers as well. And the fact of the matter is that females are dropping out at a higher rate than the males. Um, the integration of men and women is going slightly better than the integration between the races because Rio learns that the camp across the creek is for black recruits. Um, and she's curious and she hasn't heard many other people talk about it. Um, sorry, I had to swallow. Um, except that Jack made an offhand comment once that America is going to war against a white supremacist enemy with a segregated American army. So like, 
True facts. Yep. So there you go. <sighs> Fucking you go. wild. Yep. Um. Anyway, back to training. Everyone is tired, but it's clear they are much stronger than when they first arrived, and they are now doing 25 push-ups. Currently, all the men can do them, and none of the women have been able to go past 17. Uh, Janu collapses at 20, but Rio presses on, and she sees that Sergeant Mackey is watching her. Um, All the women have given up, and all the men have completed everything when Rio is on push-up number 22, and Tilo tells her to just give up. And Rio's like, fuck this guy, and she struggles to keep going. She almost collapses at 24, but she won't let herself give up. And finally, with an animal noise, she pushes herself up to 25. And and Mackie's somewhat jazzed about it. She gives her a nod of acknowledgement, and Rio feels very excited about it, and Tilo is very butthurt about it. <laughs> okay, here is my push-up angst that I had. Tell me. Okay, so in my comic, Beside You, which we'll plug at the end, I also have a push-up scene where a mean dude is making another person do push-ups and uh-huh. like the guy doing the push-ups is pretty skinny not very fit um and he has to do 20 push-ups and i just i was having a cr- so like me personally casey who's talking to you i could probably do two push-ups and then i am dead so i just assume anything greater than like five push-ups is like a feat but it's I not. think I, is it? I well, can, I can do 25 pushups right now. You're strong and buff and wonderful and amazing. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I was trying to figure out like, okay, if like, generally, I'm not saying every single individual, generally mm-hmm. men tend to be more physically fit than women. I hate saying that, but like, you know, but it's biology true. and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, the I don't know. I was, like, struggling. I was like, okay, does my male character, is is 20 push-ups, is that realistic that he would be struggling at, at a certain rate? Or, like, I was just, like, I was, I was, like, suddenly very self-conscious about it, is what I'm Aww. basically trying to say. Uh, I mean, I think that, like, 20 for somebody who doesn't, like, work out or whatever, that's, like, that's a pretty fucking decent amount of push-ups. Yeah. I don't know. I just I, I just felt I misjudged how difficult it was to do 20 push-ups based on fitness and and ge- gender and whatever. I don't know. So that was my angst. That's what happened. I'm sorry that you were filled with angst. I was excited about it though. I'm happy for Rio. I am very happy for Rio. Fucking stuck it to the man. She did stick it to the man. That's what this book is all about. Sticking it to the man. Yeah. And I loved her internal monologue while she was doing that too. How She was just like, it's one fucking more. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fucking do it. Like, it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. I, Fuck I yeah. don't have that voice inside of me when I'm doing push-ups. The voice inside of me is like, fucking give up, wussy. And Aww. then I do. <laughs> Oh no! I have a little Tilo inside of me telling me to give up, and I listen to him all the time. Oh no! Yeah, it's fine. Is it? I'm not a war. 
I'm not a war. I'm not cut out. You for aren't this. a war, so that is true. Yeah. That is true. You are not a war. Uh. Uh, (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like this. This is a soundtrack to our lives now. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not going to argue. Okay. Do you want the harassment scene now? (laughs) Yeah. Um... I mean, it's yeah, pretty I cool. fucking do. It's it yeah. turns out so good. Yeah. Okay. So they all head to the showers and they get in line for the for the showers. And Janu is teasing Rio about how Mackie's going to expect them all to be able to do twenty five push ups now, and she just made everything harder for everybody. Blah blah blah. Um, and Rio's like, oh yeah, I was really motivated by Tila telling me not to, you know, not to or telling me to give up and shit. Um, mm-hmm. That. They are interrupted by Luther Gear, who is not for the first time making very lewd and suggestive comments at Rio. Janu uh, snaps at him and says that the guys are just threatened, and Rio is just like ashamed and embarrassed by the entire situation. She's ashamed that Janu has to defend her, and she wants to tell Luther off herself, but she hesitates too long and feels stupid, and it's it's not cool. Um. So they make it into the bathroom, and Janu is like, we should tell Sergeant Mackey about this. And Rio is like, no, I have to deal with him by herself. Or by, what? I just switched you perspectives did. there. You did, but um, I, you're getting there. Uh, yeah. She has to deal with, I almost said Mackey. Jesus Christ, what's happening? My brain. Um, Rio says she has to deal with gear by herself. And one of the other women kind of tells her, like, oh, boys will be boys. Don't let it get to you. Fuck that. Fuck that. God. Yeah. Boys will not be boys. Don't fucking normalize that shit. That's bad. Exactly. Um, Rio's had enough. She's like, fuck this. She marches out of the women's bathroom and she walks straight into the men's room. All the men start screaming and covering themselves up, (laughs) which is fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. Hell, yes. Just, like, high-pitched screaming. I loved it. Um, I loved it, Rhea- too. <laughs> so Rio's just like, where's Private Gear? I'm here for his apology. And all the guys kind of turn their eyes towards the back of the room. Gear is singing obnoxiously in the shower. And the sudden silence makes him look over. And he just stares at Rio with stunned silence. Rio's like, I'm here for your apology, asshole. And he kind of covers himself up. And he looks around to the other guys for help. And then some older guy is like, you better fucking apologize, dude. And he finally stammers out a sorry, which Rio accepts, and she marches back out of the latrine. It's fucking great. Um, I loved that. Yep. I also loved this next scene, because Mackie is like, hey guys, like the boys' latrine is off limits. Go do kitchen patrol. And so they head over there. They are joined shortly after by Cat. And then by Jack, and then by Tilo, who is under the excuse that he doesn't want to leave Jack alone with all the pretty girls. And it's just, like, this beautiful scene of, like, solidarity of other mm-hmm. people just, like, joining her and, like, supporting her. And I fucking loved it. I agree. Like, I just love that they all, like, got, they came in one by one. Like, it wasn't, like, a group decision mm-hmm. where they're all like, oh, I'm here because so-and-so's here. It's, like, all of these people individually were like, what she did was fucking cool, and I'm here. Yeah. I'm here to support and, her. Yeah, and it's, like, 
Kat comes in, it's like, okay, you kind of expect that. And then Jack comes in and you're like, oh, okay, yeah, like, yeah, of course he would. And then Tila yeah. comes in and then they're like, oh, nobody saw that coming. No, but certainly not <laughs> us. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not see that coming at all. Yeah, it's great. It is great. And I just, it's so, like, the way it's written, it's not spelled out for us that that's what's going right. on. Oh, like, no, it was not at all. Yeah, like, there wasn't some fucking line about how, like, Rio smiled to herself, knowing that her friends were on her side. Like, there's none of that. It's just, like, I, that's what I fucking love about this writing. It's, like, here's enough to infer what happened, the end. Mm-hmm. <sighs> God, it's so good. It's so fucking good. So fucking good. I love, like, I love the writing so much. This is, like, the perfect, like, yeah, they show and they don't tell. And here it is yeah. again. Here's uh-huh. another great fucking example. Yeah. Oh, I love it so much. <sighs> Me too. I love um, these motherfuckers so much. I know! I just want to not punch them, hug them, but also yeah. angrily hug them. I just want to. I just want to tell them how much they mean to me. I know, <laughs> bastards. Anyway, <laughs> um, so after kitchen duty, they go back to the barracks, and apparently word has gotten out about what happened, and people start treating Rio differently. Some are very amused and admire her courage, and others are very angry and humiliated. Um. But basically, between the 25 push-ups and the incident in the latrine, Rio's kind of a fucking big deal now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty cool. Hello, darling. <laughs> um, Rio starts writing a letter to Strand, and she kind of realizes that he might feel bad or emasculated if she tells him about any of this stuff, and... Because of that, he might not like her anymore, so she decides to not tell him. And at Lights Out, uh, Janu confesses that she's thinking about cutting her hair. And Rio asks Janu, am I becoming too mannish? And basically just, like, relays her insecurities about Strand. And Janu is like, if he doesn't like you because of that, tough shit for him. Because we're in the army now. And Rio thinks about it for a bit and realizes, yeah, tough shit. And I fucking Hell loved yeah. it. I fucking love that so much. <sighs> so good. So good. It's so good. It is so good. I just, I love it. I do too. I like, fucking A. I love their writing so fucking much. Me too. Now I'm getting angry. Now I'm getting angry because I like these books so much. I do too. Fuck. Fuck. Which is so good. So I was relieved. So this is not to say that it won't come up again, but I kind of feel like the harassment bit is out of the way at this point. Like, yeah, like the first major hurdle. Yeah, because like that was the main thing I was worried about, about women in the army was Mm -hmm. that like that shit was going to happen. I kind of feel like. We got some of that, and it's over. I I mean, it's not to say it can't happen in the future or to other people, but, like, 
narratively, I feel like we've accomplished what we needed to accomplish. So I'm hoping right. that that's the end of that. Um, yeah. And it's also kind of like the first big showdown is over and you kind of like know where, yeah. where our characters stand now. Yeah. Oh, God. I'm so proud of Rio. Me too. Like, I just, I liked her so much more in this part. Yeah. Yeah, she does a lot of growing up, like, really fast, and it makes her, like, just a really good character. Mm-hmm. Uh. Alright. Are you ready for the letters scene? Yes! Give me the letters! Okay, so I was... Tell me if you agree. I was thinking about just reading these out loud. Fuck yeah. Okay. I'll just say redacted for for the spots that are... So, like, <laughs> readers for, who don't have the book with them, it's basically, like, the letter, and there's basically just, like, a black mark on specific words that the army doesn't want getting out to potentially the enemy. So that's what's happening there. And whenever one of those black marks comes up when I read, I will say redacted. That's That's what's happening. Okay, here we go. Uh, The first letter is... I'll just read it. Dear mother and father, I only have time for a quick note to let you know that I am well. Janu and I are settling in. The barracks is fine. There's a heavy curtain separating the... Girls is crossed out. Women from the men. I find the strangest thing is not so much being with the males as the fact that some of the battalion are quite a bit older. The people I spend time with tend to be younger. There's a fellow named Tilo who is 20, I think. He thinks he's God's gift to the fairer sex, but he's harmless. And Dane Sticklin is 21, but Jack Stafford is just 17, barely older than me, and I think Kerwin Cassell isn't much older either. There are people here in their late 20s, even 30s, but they're a really swell bunch. How is everything at home? Did Clarabelle have her calf? And is it, it is- fuck. And is it a bull as we thought? Your loving daughter, Rio. Dear Strand, I hope you were sincere when you asked me to write you, because I'm doing it, as you can see. I have arrive at camp redacted, which is just a few miles from redacted, which is basically the middle of nowhere. The barracks is, well, I suppose you're in your own barracks, so I guess they're about the same. I was going to add that our sergeant is pretty tough, but I suppose all drill sergeants are. The only difference being that ours is redacted. I suppose I don't really have anything very clever to say, except that I really enjoyed our date. I especially enjoyed talking with you afterward. I'm enclosing a copy of a photograph my father took of me right in my uniform. It's the only picture I have to send right now, but I hope you'll be able to send to be able to send you a picture that is a bit less GI. I do still remember what it's like to wear a dress, although it may be some time before I have the opportunity. Still, if you'd like a more girly picture of me, I can ask my folks to try and find one in the photo album, and I would love crossed out. Certainly enjoy a picture of you as well. I hope you are well. Can you tell me? Affectionately, Rio. Hi, Mom and Dad, and you too, Obel. Well, I'm here at basic training. I wish I could tell you it's fun, but mostly it's a lot of standing at attention and saluting and making sure your uniform is just so. We have not fired any guns yet or driven around in tanks, Obel. Sorry. Our NCOs, who are all black, are trying hard, I think, to train us as best they can with redacted and redacted, but the redacted officers redacted and redacted, so we don't really have <laughs> redacted much. <laughs> Jesus, like, this is what I mean about Francie's letter. It's just, like... It's so... so yeah. Yeah. Um, I have told my sergeant I want to apply for redacted school, 
but that it has to go through Redacted, who doesn't seem to think colored soldiers will be needing any Redacted because he doesn't think they'll let us fight ever. I suppose that's fine with me, but I still want to be a Redacted. All I want to do, all I can do is keep trying, I guess. Love, Frangie. Jesus fucking Christ. That was interesting to read. (laughs) Oh, Frangie. They did not want you to say shit. And again, I don't know if that's because of racism or if it's because, like, she really didn't know that she wasn't supposed to say stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little bit of both. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Because, like, what harm could... I'm assuming that the what she was saying at one point is that she still wanted to go to school to be a doctor. But, like, yeah, why like, would that need to be redacted? I guess. Yeah, I don't necessarily... I don't know. I don't know. I'm hoping, the, I'm hoping the World War II buffs will come out of the woodwork. And by World War II buffs, I mean, like, Jeff. <laughs> and maybe Dan. Yeah. will be like, here's some insight. Here's uh, why they did that. Uh, Dear mother and father, I am safely ensconced in a place I shall not name for fear of the censors leaving <laughs> big black marks on this page. Rainy. Um, but I am well. Obviously. I am doing my best, and the lessons are challenging. There are obstacles I shall not describe nor name, but I expect to overcome them. And I do believe my circumstances will change substantially very soon. I am getting plenty to eat, and while I have not been able to keep kosher, I have managed to avoid the bacon. I am required to be present at Christian Chapel on Sundays, but I am, of course, not required to participate other than to sit respectfully. I won't say that being a Jew does not present some difficulties, but they pale compared to the obstacles presented by those who disapprove of my redacted. But you know me, I am not easily discouraged. Sincerely, Rainy. Is it gender, do you think? Yeah, gender. It's gotta be. I don't... Okay, whatever. Again, it's another, like, thing. I don't know why it's necessary. Well, I get... Well... But they also redacted that, uh... Uh, Mackie was a woman, so I don't know. But that's like, so the reason I thought they would do it with Mackie was because like they they don't necessarily want to admit that their sergeant at that base is a woman because then oh, they can single sure. her out. Yeah. But like, why they would redact it from Rainy? I'm less. I'd love to know more about like Michael's process on deciding what was going to be redacted from the women's letters because like we should should ask him we should oh yeah okay (laughs) all right two more letters (laughs) dear ari i hope you're half as bored and safe as i am i hope you're sitting out on the sun on the deck of some big gray ship or better yet on the beach at redacted i can't allow myself to think too much about the danger you might be in but that doesn't mean you shouldn't tell me because you should Maybe not mom and dad, but you can tell me, at least as much as you can with the censorship. Sadly, I can tell you nothing. It's unfair and unequal, I suppose, but that's the way it is. I've arranged for $25 to come out of my monthly pay to go to your friend. It's probably for the best. It keeps me away from the poker games. Your loving sister, Rainy. Oh, God. I don't think Rainy's ever been to a poker game in her life. But I think it's code about about their dad. Oh, yeah. It, I absolutely thought it was code. I did not think that it was their dad, but that would make total sense. Oh, okay. We we're on the same page. I like that. Yeah, we we're on this. I definitely thought it was code. I just, I just didn't <laughs> right. get what it yeah. was about per se. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Are they even allowed to play poker in the army? 
fools. I don't think they can stop you. <laughs> <laughs> like, what would they do? I don't... Court-martial you. I mean, I guess, but, like, for what? For gambling. I don't know. Alright, last letter. Okay. Mother and father. It's me, your little soldier girl, Janu. I am so tired and I can barely move. I am so sore my fingernails hurt. My hair hurts. My eyeballs actually hurt. But at least I'm out of Jedwell Falls and away from under, out from under your feet, right? I don't know how much I'll write. Sergeant Redacted orders us to write, and I am doing so because she scares me. But I don't think <laughs> you care if I write, and I know I don't. I expect if things go the way I hope they do, that I will never return to the falls and i'm pretty sure that would leave both of you feeling relieved there you go just like the sergeant ordered private janu castane holy shit yup we fun family times love it this is what i'm this is what i'm talking about that's absolutely some shit i would do also why are they forcing them to write letters home to their families like can't you just opt out well, same reason they're forcing Jewish people to go to Christian chapel. Racism. Because fucking army knows best. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking. They don't have they don't have temple in the army, I guess. I guess. <sighs> Shit. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I thought that I mean I, I'm glad that we got that letter and I'm I'm mm-hmm. so glad we got it. I just it seemed weird that like they were being like forced to write letters home like that seems weird or maybe it seems like something you'd be like nah i i like to think that maybe mackie like strongly suggested that it's like oh, you should all write home because you know your families will be worried about you even you private castane and then maybe Janu was like yeah she scares me i'm just like she's watching me so i'm just gonna like pretend to write a letter or some shit <laughs> But then she wouldn't have even had to send it. it. Yeah. Yeah. But it could also be that, like, she is pretending she doesn't want to write the letter, but she also kind of secretly wants to hear from her parents. I don't know. That could be. Like, she's she's like difference. Yeah. And she's like, well, you'll be relieved that I'm gone, but then, like, also validate that you love me. Yeah. Yeah. Pretend you love me even a little. Oh, fuck. That hurts. Oh. Ow. Oh. I'm sorry that we wrote this fan fiction. <laughs> sorry we uh. got in her mind and projected things. Yeah. <sighs> trying to figure it out. Yeah. We're just trying to... We're just doing our best to, like, you know, put ourselves in their place, I guess. Walk a mile in their army boots. Mm-hmm. Their weird army boot feels... I like army boots. I think they're cool. Me too. Like a combat boot. Yep. Can walk through a bunch of shit with them. And it's fine. Yeah, like mud. Corpses. And swamps. And corpses, I guess. <laughs> and yep. woods. And bugs. Fire. Fire. Coins. Legos Drunk people Legos Fuck yeah You can walk through all the Legos Nobody could stop you 
Have you ever stepped on like a half chewed dog bone? That fucking hurts too. Oh yeah, I mm-hmm. have. That does fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. Like the nylon ones. Like forget Ugh. about it. Fuck yeah, yeah. They get like super fucking sharp too. Yeah. Yep. Fucking, fucking dogs dog trying to bones. kill us with their little landmines. Yeah, dogs. <laughs> what? <laughs> Now How are we going after dogs? dogs? I don't know. Dogs are good and great and pure and Dogs wholesome. are the best. What is God. happening? It's all Rocco's fault because he rejected you. All right. Two more chapters, though. Here we are. Uh, We're back with Rio again. It's the Rio show. It's the Rio show. Rio, 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 Rio. That's the Amanda show, but done with the name Rio. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. I like that. Dude. Okay, yeah. apropos of nothing, apropos of nothing, fucking Nate's joke in Dungeons and Dragon Beams about naming the orangutan Kel. Yes. Fucking great. Even greater was Austin's fucking reaction to it. I honestly, Nate's joke, I was like, yeah, that's pretty fucking funny. Austin's reaction sent yeah. me over the fucking edge. Yeah, he was so fucking jazzed about it. He was like mad I- jazzed. I just liked how then Nate quietly, like knowing he made a great joke, just said, and how many Austin points is that? Five! <laughs> Five of them! <laughs> that, so that got good. me. It was so fucking oh, good. He's like, God fucking damn it! Uh, that was delightful. I just wanted to bring that up. Was. I'm glad you brought that up. That was a good time. I God. was there. You were there! <laughs> I existed in that space at that time. <laughs> All right. Rio show. Man, 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 Yep. Um, she's it. got a gun. Rio's Fuck got yeah, she a does. Gun. <laughs> <laughs> um, she's, she's got an M1 Garand. Garand, something like that. I don't know. I don't gun. Um, she's got a rifle. And she's going through training with Captain Jessup. Uh, Jessup. Jessup. Such a cowboy Captain name. Je- it is a cowboy name. Captain I wonder if Jessup. that was on purpose. Probably. Uh, so this dude's like, you will all learn to fire, even though not all of you will fire. But there will be a time where cooks and clerks and even ladies will have to take up arms. And Kat's like, cool sexism, bro. Because <laughs> she's the best. Yes, um, she is. Yes. Uh, the captain hands off the class to a lieutenant who starts teaching them how to account for elevation and windage while shooting. And it's maths, Basic maths. And Janu is immediately like, well, I'm out. Which, like, same. I <laughs> same. Hard same. Maths and physics and gravity and all sorts of shit. Gravity. Uh. That's whack. <laughs> what even is that? Fucking magnets. How do they work? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Ugh. How do magnets work? Does anyone know? Certainly not Sarah Palin. Or the insane clown posse. So Rio's paying attention to the lesson, but also kind of paying attention to Jack, who's sitting near her. And she remembers she had a dream last night and swears that maybe something improper happened in it. 
and she tries to think about her boyfriend Strand instead, which like not even her boyfriend, but whatever, it's fine. Yeah, not even uh, a glimmer in her eye. Uh, she turns back to the lesson, and they're explaining that you have to shoot slightly higher than your target to account for gravity. Um, and windage is a little more complicated, and they have to throw some something light like dirt or grass into the air, see where it falls, and calculate the angle and divide by four to get the wind speed. Uh, Rio dips back into thinking about the dream and she remembers that in the dream Jack was milking one of the cows back home and Rio was laughing at him it was much less harmless or less harmful than she thought but she still feels a little bit guilty about it Um, after the windage lesson they practice a bunch of firing positions and then they pile into trucks and go to the firing range Um, so they get there and Rio gets ready to shoot in a prone position and she calculates the elevation and the windage. She lines up her shot and she fires. The kickback is much bigger than she was expecting and she almost loses her grip on the gun and her ears start ringing as shots go off all around her. It's extremely loud. Didn't have ear production, apparently. Um, Her target comes up and she shot way too low and kind of off to one side. She does her second shot And it's just above the bullseye, and the third and the fourth shot clips the edge of the bullseye. Uh, An instructor comes by and adjusts her a little bit, and her next three shots hit right on target. She does pretty well in the seated position as well. She does worse in kneeling and even worse in standing. And the instructor is like, good position equals good firing, and you have to make every shot count, or otherwise the rifle is just a noisemaker. And tells them that they need to shoot the enemy before they are shot themselves. Rio asks how they will know if they hit someone. And he replies, because there may be blood spray, the enemy will fall over and maybe start crying for their mothers. Um, Rio is extremely taken aback by this dark turn. And the instructor, <laughs> the instructor like, gets really serious. He's like, uh, the instructor's like, women should not be soldiers because they have to want to kill. They have to hate the person that they're trying to shoot. And he doesn't think, or rather he hopes, that girls have, don't have that kind of hate inside of them. Rhea wonders how you can hate somebody you've never met, and doesn't want to hate them. Then he tells her to stay out of combat, but good shooting nonetheless. Um, and the rest of the day is spent learning how to shoot more different guns. And then they head back to the mess hall for dinner, and Janu announces that she doesn't know if she can shoot someone because they might be hot, and that is against her basic beliefs. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> this, I, I can at least say that at this particular instance, it absolutely felt like a cover, like where she was like, Yes, I, I don't yeah. know if I can shoot somebody because they might be hot. Like, not, yeah. I, I didn't believe I, her. Yes, absolutely. And, like, after her letter, like, I feel like she's really playing into this whole, like, I'm a flirty girl to, like, cover Uh up for her, like you said, like, cover up for her insecurities and her fears and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, talking about B-Side You again, like, that's kind of Marceau's deal, is that he also has very absent parents, and, like, he's been kind of alone his whole life, so, like, he... Mm -hmm like really kind of goes out of his way to try to like attract people to him to like because he wants to make that connection with people and he doesn't really know how else to do it other than to kind of like use his looks for it so like that's where i'm kind of going with janu anyway 
And at this point, Aww. I was, like, really, like, starting to be like, oh, you're just Marceau, and I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that so much. I brought up my comics so many times, I'm ashamed. No, oh. keep bringing it up. I love your comic. I do feel slightly validated that Michael Grant and I have similar things going on. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm seeing. And for only $500 a month on Casey's Patreon, <laughs> you could get... <laughs> no. 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 Uh. Anyway, back to not my thing. This other great thing that we're reading. Um, yeah. Shenu? Yes. Doesn't want to shoot somebody. Um, Jack is a little bit more serious, and he says it must be a hell of a thing to kill a man. Uh, then Luther comes yeah. over with his kitten... And he chimes in that these guys aren't men, they're enemies. And he just, like, fucking sits at their table. It's like, nobody wants you here. Nobody um, wants him there. Like, they, they're, like, literally even when he shows up, they're like, nobody wants this guy here. Yeah, this guy fucking sucks. Um, I don't really want to get into the nitty gritty details of this conversation. There's a lot of fucking, like, slurs being thrown around in this conversation. Um, yeah. So basically, they're just talking about shooting various types of enemies within the Axis powers. Just, you know, army talk, just army things. Yeah, it's not great. Um, totally fair. But, <laughs> uh, Rio talks about how she might just want to drive a truck or a Jeep and not actually shoot anybody. Shinu confirms mm-hmm. that Rio is a good driver, has only killed a few garbage cans <laughs> and a couple of mailboxes. <laughs> Fucking Animorphs reference number three, baby. Animorphs reference. We should get a giant counter clock. Oh my god. Do you hate trash cans? We should play a little I don't know where we'll put it. No. Yeah, air horns. It could be like from the from the TV show theme song, maybe. Like the hands. Yeah, I was thinking like the opening of the like dun 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Get the soundboard together. Okay. Whoever the producer is on this show. The soundboard, you mean the fucking ship control panel that Marco and Jake got? Yes. Yes, that's exactly what I mean. MIDI buttons and shit. Yep. Oh, God. Anyway. Yepers. Fucking trash. Fucking great. Uh, so yeah, Rio is Marco driving, apparently. Um, yep. Well, apparently a little bit better than Marco. Slightly better than Marco. Slightly better than Marco. It's not, yeah, saying a lot. On a scale of one to Marco, she is (laughs) not quite Marco. Yeah. Uh, so Rio tries to imagine herself shooting a man instead of a paper target and even though she doesn't want to shoot a human being, she thinks about the fact that she actually kicked a lot of ass today, and she is, in fact, one hell of a shot. And you know that's gonna pay off later. Alright, one more chapter. Okay, let's do it, do it. Let's fucking do it. Okay, this is Brandy's chapter. Go. Finally. Finally. Uh, Brandy's here. Um, she's being lectured along with the other recruits by Sergeant Kirkland. 
and she notes that Sergeant Kirkland does not use derogatory terms. Wow. Sergeant Kirkland does not use derogatory terms for the Japanese and the Germans, and yet has very insulting nicknames for all of the recruits and likes to call them bedbugs. Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Um, Oh boy. They are currently in a large field of clay facing some kind of barbed wire fence obstacle course. Um, And he tells them if they want out of the army, today is the day because they are going to be dodging live fire. Hooray! Ugh. Um, So basically they're going to be crawling through a trench under barbed wire while being shot at at a certain height. And if they raise their head even a little bit, they could get shot in the head. So Mm -hmm. fun fucking Chuck E. Cheese times for everybody. Yep. Ugh. Um, to be fair, he has stopped, like, joking around and shouting and seems genuinely concerned for their safety. He knows this is very dangerous. Um, yeah. So they line up in groups and they do a test fire, and it's basically the loudest thing that Frangie has ever heard. Um, the sergeant shouts for the first row to go, and Frangie watches as they drop into the mud with their rifles and start crawling through the course. The second row goes after them, and Frangie doesn't think it actually looks that hard. But then it's her turn to go, and she drops and starts crawling, and she realizes it's actually fucking very hard. Um, basically, she's down in the mud, which is very slick and hard to crawl through because of like the lack of friction. It's accumulating in her shirt and in her belt, and she can't really get enough leverage to move forward. And she's also trying to keep her rifle out of the mud. Um, and she really wants to raise up just a little bit to get more leverage, but she can't because of the bullets. And she can hear the flit, flit, flit sounds of them just whizzing by her ears. And the pitch is different depending on how close they are. It's like, it's very visceral. Um, yeah. Uh, she presses on and she actually is making slow progress because her small stature is an advantage at this point. Um, she checks to her left and she spots a friend of hers named Clara who is trailing behind and Clara's not doing well. She is sweating and breathing hard and shaking and she's starting to trail so far behind that there's now a soldier behind her trying to get around her. Um, Clara's looking like she wants to bolt and Frangie realizes that she's on the edge of panic. And so she starts shouting, no, stop shooting. Clara, stay down. But it's too late. Clara has panicked and she shot upwards and a bullet hits her in the helmet and blood and shrapnel from the helmet just hits Frangie in the face. Um, Luckily, the sergeant has spotted it and orders everyone to stop shooting. Frangie makes her way over there. And Clara is freaked the fuck out and asking what happened, but she is still alive. Um, Frangie has to, like, physically hold her down and straddle her while she looks at the injury. Um, And she realizes that Clara's ear is almost entirely gone, and what is left is basically just meat that will have to be cut off. But she's extremely fucking lucky because she's alive and will not die. It's not a fatal wound. Mm -hmm. But it's still very intense. Um... So Frangie and the sergeant get her out of the barbed wire and drop her on the ground. And Frangie immediately gets to work. She's demanding water to clean the wound and a handkerchief to staunch the bleeding. Um, An ambulance arrives half an hour later and Clara will be disfigured, but she will be safe and subsequently out of the army. Um, Kirkland tells Frangie she actually did a really good job. After dinner that evening, Kirkland tells Frangie the captain wants to see her. This guy fucking sucks. Just a preface. Like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, I feel like all the men in power in these books 
kind yeah, of this guy, sucks. This guy really fucking sucks. So this is Captain Dan Oberdorfer. Oberdorfer? I'm just going to call him the captain because I don't fucking care. Yeah, this fuck guy, it. This guy no, doesn't deserve no, a, a name. Shit. He's a piece of shit. Um, fuck so yeah. He starts off by telling Frangie she's a very shitty soldier in like all of the areas in which she is shitty. Um, it turns into like slur city and very unnecessary racist tirades. Kirkland straight up tells him to fuck off and he requests that Frangie leave the room so he can continue to tell this guy to fuck off. And she's like, that's fine with me. And she leaves the room and she's like outside and she's like basically on the verge of a panic attack. And after a few minutes, Kirkland comes out and she says that he shouldn't stand up for her or he'll lose his stripes. He tells her to shut up and he's not standing up for her. He's standing up for the rest of the men. And basically the captain is right that she is an absolutely pitiful soldier. He has no choice but to put her through basic, but hopes that she will never see combat. Then he's like, you put in for medic, right? Well, I'll make that happen, even though you'll probably be kind of shitty at that too. Um, Wow. Even though she did great today, huh? I mean, at this point, he's like... He's just there's being a, a dick to be yeah, a dick. There, yeah, he's just pissed and, like, there's a softness to his voice when when he's saying he'll put her in for medic. Yeah. Um, like, I, yeah, I'm, like, I'm being very vague about this, but, like, <laughs> he, I don't know. He's, like, he seems like a drill sergeant with kind of a soft spot as well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um, Frangie asks him what he said to the captain, and he basically tells her that he blackmailed the guy. He knew the captain was stealing food from the army to bring as payment to a brothel. And he says that being a black man in a white man's army means you have to know that kind of shit and stay informed. But she should absolutely not tell anyone, or he will be very cross. Uh (laughs) Well, that was was the blackmail. That's how you're going to get to be a fucking medic. So yeah, of course. Of course don't tell anyone. Yeah. Um, He dismisses her and he tells her she's got three weeks left and she better not fuck it up. Good luck and don't fuck it up. Good fucking luck. And that's the end of this part. Yay. We did it. Yikes. That last chapter was rough. There, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of, like, points during the chapters where it was like, ooh, well, that's, yeah. And, like, I know that was part of what we read at, like, the beginning, like, that note that's like, this is terminology that I don't like, but it is accurate of the time period, so I'm gonna say it. There was a lot <sighs> of it, though. I like know. There was. I'm like... <sighs> I'm, like, conflicted about it because, like, I follow a couple of black booktubers that are, like, I will absolutely not read a book if there is any... Like, the N-word was not in, like, the N-word that we know was not in this book. I hope it will not be in this book. But, like, the black booktubers that I follow are, like, I will not read a book if that word is in it. Even if it's, like, not using it, like, as, like, somebody insulting another person. If it's just, like, casually in there, I will not read that book Mm -hmm. like it's not necessary to put that in anywhere um so like and like again that's not in this book there's kind of like similar very bad slurs um but right but (sighs) i don't know i'm 
Like, obviously, I'm not the audience that's going to be insulted in that way, but, like... Right. I don't know. There's just a lot of it. And I just want to, like, tell everyone that's listening, like, if you don't want to read that, then... Just right. That like, if here. you read this book, be prepared or yeah. bypass it. Yeah. Yep. So that's that. Um... God, fucking. But yeah. So then, yeah, that was this part. Yay! My God, we're like man. We're like, yeah, like a decent, like what, a third of the way through. Yeah, something like that. Damn. (gasps) So excited. This, I'm really excited that they're all kind of like into boot camp life now like it feels like we're we're kind of starting to get into some of the nitty gritty of women being in the mm-hmm. army and yeah that's that's why i feel like there were a lot of rio chapters because it's like okay mm-hmm. she's like gonna be the crash course in boot camp character like right we're gonna see most of the boot camp experience through her perspective right um, but yeah yeah. But yeah, so like we got to see Frangie do a little bit of medic stuff. We got to see Rio start to come into her own physically and as like a good uh gun person shooter. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Did we mention that like at the end of her chapter there's just this short like she would go on to earn this rank and this rank and this rank in the in the guns. She did good in the guns department, guys. She did very good in the guns department. She basically got, like, she missed expert by a very small margin. Yeah, it does say, before she's done with Camp Moran, she will earn a marksman rating with an M1 rifle and then a sharpshooter rating, only falling short of the coveted expert rank. Nice! Yep. Yeah, she does real good. Good job, Rio. Good fucking job, Rio. It really made me want to do archery again, though. I don't know where there's a range at here where I can shoot, but I want to... Your backyard. I mean... Everywhere is a range if you just go for it. Yeah. (laughs) just have a lot of neighbors, and they have a lot of dogs, and there's a lot of cats around, and I'm scared. Yeah, that's fair. Don't mess with dogs. And my neighbor's dog fucking hates me. I mean, she Why? hates everybody, but, like, like you go outside when she's out there, and it's, like, nonstop, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you, I'm a dog! She's, like, a fucking Shiba Inu, so it's not that intimidating, but, like, fucking, <sighs> even after you go in the house, she'll continue to just bark and bark and bark until her dad comes and gets her. It's, like, this dog fucking hates me. Is, Ugh. like, she just not, like, socialized or trained properly or something, or what? I don't... I don't know. I have I have pet this dog before. Like when we first moved in, we met the neighbor and like the dog yeah. was there and I like, you know, I was petting her through the fence and it was fine, but like ever since then, like the dog's just like, "I'll fucking kill you." So, all right. What else what else about this freaking book? Uh I don't know. What else did you think about this freaking book? Needs more dogs. Needs It has a cat now does have a cat and there That's was a cat exciting. and a pigeon in the first part <gasps> a this, pigeon. Is, this is the only animal so far 
And there, there probably won't be horses. No, there's probably not war horses, which is what we're all waiting for deep down. Because, um... War horses. Wait, sorry. Was war horse World War One or World War Two? It was World War One, right? Uh, yeah. yes. Yeah, because the trench... Yeah, it was World War One. So, I think by World War Two, they were like, no horses, only tanks and planes. Yes, they were and like, listen... We've got fucking cars. We don't need your goddamn horses. We got U-boats. Yeah. We got regular boats. We got got Y-boats. We got X-boats. We got war boats. We got fucking battleships. We got carriers. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. We got ferries. Yeah, they they don't need horses. They they, they don't horse anymore. Okay. So they don't not... they don't horse around in World War Two. Uh yeah. tanked that joke. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, I will see myself. Never. Out. Please don't. Please stay. Ugh. That was a great joke. It wasn't. It was. It was a great joke. I love that joke. Oh my god. Okay. Yes. And uh, I just want to say that I might be wrong about all of this. Well, you know, that's when you when you sign into our podcast, when you tune in with your ears, um, just assume that we are probably wrong about everything. That's a good starting point. Yeah. If you think we're correct, that's on you. Yeah, although I am relatively confident in my horse answer at this instance. Did they didn't even have medic horses that would run out and retrieve? Like the- Sergeant Reckless? Yeah. Oh, maybe that is possible. Uh, not that I know of off the top of my head, but that is very possible in more rural areas. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, they don't have the money for no fancy shit. I don't know. I guess that's true. If you're a World War II buff, write to us about whether or not there were any horses to be found. Anywhere. At all. They did talk about the horse that won, that ran fast in the first part at the movies. That's true. There was racehorses uh-huh. that were alive at the time of World War II. Hooray! I will confirm that information. Yeah, on Horse Girls, your other podcast. On Horse Girls. On Horse Girls, I will be confirming that there were racehorses alive and racing during World War II. Yeah. Stand by for more breaking news. <laughs> Oh no. Oh. Alright, let's fucking do an go. outro? Yeah, that one. Alright. Uh well if you want to email me about if horses were World War Two time horses, then you could do that at anonymousanhorse at gmail.com or applegrantbookcast at gmail.com. Or you can Facebook message it to me. You could like Animorphs Anonymous, you could like Apple Grant Book Club. You could join our super secret, super awesome subgroup, the Andalite Bandalites. Um, if you only do Twitter, you can find us on Twitter at Anamorsanon. 
think that's or, where it cuts off. Or, 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 come or. to our fucking Discord server and talk to Fuck us directly yeah. and tell us about horses in World War II directly. We have... Yeah. Um, Why fuck around? We have so many fucking channels on our Discord that you can do that in. Uh, so uh, you can get the link to our Discord server if you hit us up on any of our socials. We'll give it to you. Um, and also go to Strong Shape International on YouTube to see uh, old episodes of Animorphs Anonymous that are really just audio, but they also have pictures on them that Alex and I drew. That's so right. there you go. That's right. We drew pictures. Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Suck it, Trebek. <laughs> Your mother, Trebek. Suck it. We drew we drew pictures, and you can't take that from us, Alex Trebek. Oh no, but he's no longer with us, and it's sad. That's his ghost can't take our pictures that we drew. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, I don't. Gone after I don't know so what's many happening. people in this episode. <laughs> I know. Uh, and I don't even know why or how or what's up, but here we are doing it, doing the work. Yep. Um, what if, what if, hear me out, what if we've gone after so many people that I just need to clear my history of Animorphs Synonymous, but also I still want to consume media that we do in a sort of visual low-key format? <gasps> well... I don't know if I've mentioned this enough fucking times in this episode, but there's a webcomic. You've web never comic. said it before. <laughs> Hot up the press. I have a webcomic. It's called Beside You. You can find similar things that happened in this book in my comic. <laughs> so we've discussed. Um, you can go read it for free at bsideyoucomic.com. You can also read it for free on Tapas and Webtoons. Um, but did you know, I also have a Patreon that... I have where you can see fucking early access pages and work in progress pages. And, um, you can find that at patreon.com slash KCD studios. Uh, at least go read it for free. It's, it's free and I make it and it's, it would mean a lot to me if you go fucking read it. So yeah. <laughs> Minimum. Minimum, go read it for free. But if you want the real deal, the inside scoop, get on Casey's Patreon so that you can listen to the super exclusive podcast that Dan and I create. It's called the Slater Cast for $5 and 700 more after that a month. You too can listen to this exclusive podcast. Wait a minute. It's $705 now instead of $500. The price just went up, motherfuckers. Listen, our production, I don't want to tell you guys what we're doing because it's super secret, but honestly, (laughs) we are going into crippling debt. You have to save Dan and I. We have gone a little bit overboard. I don't want to really get into it, but there's a TV studio involved now. It's It's a whole thing. Please save us from the horrible amounts of debt that we have gotten ourselves into. Oh, boy. It's crippling. Oh, no. (laughs) Help. 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 Send send somebody. Send money. Send send something. Okay, but sometimes... Sometimes money's just not an option, but... I think sure. the people would still want to support you and everything that you do and say and create and make and draw uh-huh. and talk about. 
Um, oh. How can they fucking do that? I'm sorry. I'm dropping so many F-bombs. I, I love it. It's the rage coming through. Yeah. Listen, I, I have made at least one podcast. Ooh. But more accurately, I'm on like five. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Every podcast on, is Alex. Every podcast is me. I do all of them. So let's see. What would you guys like the most? You're probably you're probably Animorphs fans here, right? Well, guess what? I'm on an Animorphs D&D real life play podcast uh, called Dungeons and Draken Beams, where we play characters that are not the original children, but are very good children. And I'm on that as a character. And Austin, who says words that we repeated in this podcast, is our <laughs> is our GM. So if you like that particular brand of humor, you can find it. Um, if you like Animorphs fans, but not talking about Animorphs books all the time, but sometimes, check out Horse Girls. It's with other Animorphs fans, and we get together to talk about the Heartland series, which is a YA series about healing horses and healing hearts, so you can't go wrong. <laughs> Sugarfoot. Um, Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. Uh, I am on a show called Cadmus to Crisis, which is a little bit paused right now, but we'll be back soon. And uh, then I'm on a like super secret thing that I can't tell you about, but definitely don't look up Soup Salad Sandwich, the podcast. <laughs> definitely don't do that. It's very secret. Don't do not do it. Secret. What are you doing? Stop Googling. What did I just tell you? Oh, my God. These fuckers. Don't listen. <laughs> These motherfuckers. These motherfuckers not listening. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Cool. All those places. Yeah. I was going to say, also, thank you to Jess for our fucking kick-ass theme music that I'm still obsessed with to this very day. Uh, yeah. Jess is over at It's Reese on Twitter. Uh, that's right, that's, she is. Yeah. It's Reese. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, boy. What else? Uh, I think that's it. That's it. All right. That, Let's... That's it. That's everything we do. Let's go fucking do 25 push-ups, and probably Alex can do them. I'll probably just fall down and fail in the mud. Nah. So, you can do them. Can I? I believe in you. But Tilo yeah. is being mean to me. Well, that's because he's a dick. Let's fucking leave him. Tila. Let's All shoot right. him. Oh, no. <laughs> Much. That's what, that's what Rio and Kat threatened to do, so I think that we're just following oh, their I did, example. I didn't mention that. They had a nice little bit where 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 Tila misheard and thought Kat was going to shoot him, and then it just kept being a thing. Oh, man. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah. Don't be sorry. That's a very, that's a minor detail, and I just decided to bring it up right at the end, because, like, I think we should really punish the people that don't listen all the way through. <laughs> They're missing out on this good <laughs> shit. They're missing out on half the podcast if they don't listen to all the stuff we do. <laughs> Punks. Got him. Got him. Suck it. <laughs> Sign off. All right. Bye. <laughs>